With the holidays just around the corner, Macy's makes it easy to get your online orders fast with contact-free curbside pickup or pickup inside the store. Need it now? Try same-day delivery powered by DoorDash, available in select locations. Plus, shop early and late with extended store hours right up to the last minute. And don't forget, if you're getting your purchases delivered by mail, make sure you place your order by December 18th on Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. Pickup and same-day delivery valid for most in-stock items at select stores only. I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On this week's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we are discussing the five black reigning beauty queens and the importance of representation. Okay, so I'm happy that, you know, things are being shifted. Perceptions of beauty are finally being shifted. I have a lot of thoughts on, um, you know, the shift, but yeah. like basically Afrocentric features or whatever, right, are now like at the forefront. Yeah. And we see that more than anything with the five black beauty queens at this point, right, yeah. that are like, you know, I think that says a lot. And we've been pushing and pushing for representation of our features, our skin, our nose and lips and figures to be something that's admired. Yeah. And I think this is one place that's like, you know, that's pretty cool. Like, it's cool that it happened. Yeah. Um, I have like, before this, I had conflicting views about like pageants and modeling. I didn't model before and yeah. I didn't like I really had a sour taste in my mouth about the modeling industry for a really long time. Yeah. And it trickled down to, of course, pageants and all that stuff. And just in general, um, physical features being like at the forefront at all moments. Mm-hmm. But seeing this and seeing these women, you know, that look like me. Yeah. Winning something that's really popular and like a lot of people still follow and are yeah. really into it makes me proud and it makes me excited to have my nieces and, you know, the little girl, my little cousins and stuff be able to see that. Yeah. So for our listeners who don't know, or who have maybe been living under a rock, um, for the first time ever, black women hold titles in all of the world's most popular beauty pageants so their titles are miss universe miss world miss america miss usa and miss teen usa all being black women um you know i didn't model um but i danced um i danced for over 20 years i started when i was three um i like to say i retired when I graduated from college, as you know, we both went to college together. Yeah. Um, and in that world, um, 
the beauty pageant world, the modeling, dancing, you were a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Like you said, physical features are at the front of that. Do you fit the the beauty the mold, mold? Yeah. Right? And when you are the black token girl, even though we believe that we aren't tokens, we're just regular people who happen to be phenomenal black mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Um, I did constantly feel pressure to, you know, be skinnier. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not the most curvy girl, right? I feel like I'm built more like an adolescent boy. Like, I don't have hips. I mean, I got a little bit of junk in the trunk. I got boobs now that I've had Aria. But, like, I'm not curvy, right? I'm no Lala. Um, No, that's that's not me. But I have the thick thighs. um, And I'm muscular. And I always felt the pressure to lose weight, to have thinner thighs Mm -hmm. and, and different things like that. And so seeing these beauty queens seeing people um like you said that look like us and not only do they look like us um you know you and i wear our hair natural we wear it um you know i've got mine twisted up right now i've done the faux locks but um i've had it straightened you know we wear our hair all different types of ways so to see all of wigs i forgot to tell you about that oh my god well that's a totally different topic but to see these women like you said like miss universe has a short, I don't want to say buzz cut, but she's from Africa too, which is huge. which is expected. And she's a South Africa woman has won several amazing. times, but being a dark skinned South African woman, yeah, with short. Well, kinky, that's the thing: dark skinned South African, right. right? That's the and difference. to see that crown sitting on her kinky nappy head, yeah, is incredible. Incredible. Like, mm-hmm. it's like... The shift in what it means to be beautiful has changed, and it's amazing. It's good to see. Well, the- I guess we're having all of this positive conversation, but I kind of want to play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. We've got all of these phenomenal, beautiful Black women in these roles, and they highlight the wide array of what a black woman can look like right from fair skin and long coils to darker skin with kinky nappy hair that's short right but even in this moment have beauty standards shifted i mean i think they've broadened Right. Okay, we like, can say that. I can't, I mean, I won't say they've staunchly shifted, right? Like, I think that takes a lot of um, rewiring, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. But I do think that the what's considered beautiful has broadened. I think that the pageant industry has shown that. Mm-hmm. I also think that, like, the modeling industry has shown that, even when in regards to, like, body type. Yeah. Um, I know there's those real campaigns now where... They're not doing photo, um, what is it, Photoshop editing. And, you know, they're going after um, women who have regular bodies. And not saying that tall and thin isn't regular, but I would love to have your cute figure. Like, you are tall and thin and like. We'll see. And that's that's the thing. Everybody wants the thing that they don't have. Because I'm like, ooh, I would love to be curvier and have your boobs and have a butt you know what i'm saying like yeah everybody is that way it's that dynamic yeah because, but then there's also this like and it just makes me think of 
um, the fact that we're always looking for a standard. Do you know what I'm to saying? To measure ourselves We're against. always looking for something to measure ourselves against. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, it's not shifted, it's broadened. And there, but there's still these like little pockets that you're like, okay, I fit into this. That's fair. You know? I like that perspective because, you know, when we say, oh, we finally have a black queen, right? So like when Vanessa Williams won, right? We were like, yes. Well, you and I weren't around, but (laughs) black women at the time were like, yes, we have a black beauty queen. Mm -hmm. But if you looked like us, Vanessa Williams was fair skinned with light eyes. So it made it seem like black women are in only if you're this hue, Mm -hmm. right? But I think what's so powerful in this moment is we literally have every hue, every um, hair texture, Mm -hmm. different body types. Um, and so now black women who look different from other black women can find a way to identify with one of these incredible women. So I do like, you know, where you're going where it says it's broadened. It's definitely broadened. Um, I mean, okay. Imagine this. Cause I think about this sometimes if, we didn't have any, like, there was nothing to show us what was pretty, what was cool. Like, no magazines, no, like, everything was black and white. Or, like, like you just had no idea of what was what. You would just think, like, what would you think was beautiful? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, because I've lived in this world for so long. I don't even know how to, like... I don't even know how to answer that question. Right? I don't know if that will ever or was ever possible. Like, I think just as human beings, like, even back in the day, right? Like, even in the time of, like, when the Egyptians were really popping off, you have all of these paintings that they did of what they liked what was popular at the time right so because we're always looking for a standard exactly but then if you look at european art big pale pudgy women were beautiful so i think it's just human nature to want to set a standard and for everyone to be judged against that standard so i don't even know if that's possible with human beings but now that it's broadening i think it more so levels the playing field, you know, whereas before it was mainly white women who always had all of the crowns, right? Or, you know, we've we've just never been able to display such a diverse amount of black beauty at one time. And I think that's another reason why this moment is really significant. I think it's finally getting the props, right? Like, I always have felt like black women establish the trend or like they make, they're like the makers, right? Like they're the makers of what is cool. But then you take, there's someone else that comes in and like takes that trend. Yeah. Like in the beauty queens or whatever and takes it and reshapes it to the way they are. Yeah. And then that becomes cool that way. Yeah. You know? It's similar, like I see it a lot, I see a lot of conversation about this on Twitter and stuff about 
as soon as like a black woman did it first. Like that was a whole hashtag for a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, but like, I think this situation where these um, in the pageant world where now we have that representation, is just finally a, a breath of fresh air to, of saying like, yes, we get it. You guys are like, this is y'all's thing. Like you're beautiful. Like this is, we acknowledge that, you know? But then it makes me question why the hell did we need their approval anyways? I don't think we do. I think it's, it's just annoying. something nice to have. It's it's good to see. It's good for the younger generations to see that validation. Because I can honestly say I've over the last, you know, five to ten years become ten times more proud of being a black woman than I ever was before. You know what really? I'm saying? Like, I think that, like, even in college, like, I was always very opinionated about being being black woman and like all this stuff and but i think i was a little more guarded about that you know yeah like it wasn't ashamed it was more so and i'm just to be real it's like um like you're not screaming from the rooftop yeah about your your black stuff right you know but now in, in today's so culture in today's culture it's a very like you're proud of it it's a big thing it's exciting I and mean, then do you, you think see, it's a do you think it's a fad because no. right now being black is cool, right? Especially being a young black female professional millennial. Like we're in right now. Yeah. Do you think that trend will go away? No, I don't think. Because again, I feel like we define what's cool. Like black culture in general, like That's establishes fair. what's cool. And then it gets trickled to the masses. And the sad thing is, is that even though we're establishing it, it takes another culture to take pieces of that and redefine it and almost make it um put a stamp of approval on it. approve like to approve it to make it digestible for everyone else you know what i'm saying yeah like that's what it takes um and that sucks and i think eventually it'll get to the point where that's not a thing but it's similar to like box braids you know yeah. like Bo Derek had box braids in that whatever that movie what was it Beach I don't know remember, remember what it. that movie was but she has box braids in there and that was like oh that's beautiful blah blah yeah but when black with black women like you don't really see a lot of black women trying to wear box braids to in corporate America like it's almost I like, wear my braids I mean I do too but I got you my also right work now. for yourself. But even before I was working for myself, you know, I might go in with straightened hair for the interview, but on my first day, surprise, it's an afro. No, I got, <laughs> I wore dreads to an interview, like faux locks. Yeah. To an interview intentionally and got the job. Yeah. But I also lived, I live in Austin. Right. And it was a marketing agency. And see. it was, see, but that was a huge attract. I found out later that was one of the huge things that attracted them to me because they were like, we never seen a black girl come in here and interview with dreads. You know what I'm saying? Which so is it's sad. like that's so sad to me, but it's it's also makes you think, right? Like if but now there's also a lot of white hippies in Austin that have dreads. I just feel a type of way about that. And I mean, I really don't want to get off topic because we're talking about these amazing queens and how important yeah. representation is. However, I feel some type of way when I see other races mimicking black 
hair. And I know there's this whole, you know, counter argument of, well, you wear weave or you dye your hair blonde. Like, I almost feel like that's just as dumb as the reverse racism comments and argument. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, that's another topic for another podcast. Um, so I have obviously a young black daughter mm-hmm. and she's got books galore with black and brown characters and all, all types of diversity. Um, she has um, blanket and gear from this super cute um, black owned boutique called Little Muffin Cakes. Um, That's so cute. It's so cute. Um, she, I mean, she's got bibs from there, uh, a blanket, and it's all um, these two little characters, a little black girl with the cute little Afro puffs and a little black boy. Um, and Mike and I just wanted to be really aware of making sure that we were putting everything from cartoon characters to the characters that were on her blankets and clothes mm-hmm. and bibs and um, her books, her dolls, her toys. We wanted to make sure that she was particularly represented in that even better if everything can be represented, right? So she does have white dolls. Mm-hmm. Her grandmother is white, right? Yeah. Um, she also has a lot of black dolls because Mm -hmm. she's going to be a black woman. Um, she has books that like whose brown knees are these. She needs to, while it's okay for her to read the fairy tales with Cinderella and Snow White, right? She also needs to know about Jasmine being from the Middle East. She loves the new Aladdin, right? Will Smith was brilliant as the genie. Girl. Me and Albert watched that the other night. It's amazing. I love it. For the second. Over and over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, it's also important for her to see these things constantly because once she is out of our control, right, once she's going to school and making her own friends and just taking in more of the outside world, she is severely underrepresented. Yeah. And so... I'm trying to take in as many news articles, as many, you know, of their appearances as I can to be able to go back and show her you were alive when a dark skinned, beautiful black woman from South Africa was Miss Universe and she wasn't weaved out to her, but she wasn't, you know, walking in with enhanced boobs and trying to shrink her hips she was her natural gorgeous self and she ruled the universe yeah you know what i'm saying um so i think just outside of these queens i'm loving that we're seeing black bodies in places that most kids aspire to be how many little girls want to be queens beauty queens just about all of them at one point in time they want to be influencers these days god bless them But, you know, we have um, the Black Panther. We've got this Mm -hmm. super brainy engineering black princess, you know, helping save her brother, who is this amazing, you know, black prince. And they've got this distinct family um, with a long history of black royalty. And so I just, to build off of the five black beauty queens, I just really 
love that our children and either even for ourselves, we can see ourselves more accurately reflected in society um, and that we're expanding off the basketball court and football field. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I'm into that. Thanks. Very good. Representation is good. <laughs> yes, this is a fact. See yourself, and you can achieve anything you want. Yeah, you're not. You don't feel. Um, you you don't feel embarrassed. No, or that something is off limits. Yeah, like you're just ha- happy to be black. Blackity black, black black, I but not a token. But and that is token. something that's also nice. None of these women are tokens. No one can be the token when you're all the same. I like that. Love it. No, that's legit. (laughs) Hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you think about the amazing black women that are currently reigning over the top five beauty pageants. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Alley on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.